Welcome to On Tangent, where online marketing, entrepreneurship, and life collide. I'm Maida, your online marketing bestie and fellow entrepreneur. It wasn't long ago that I was a corporate slave shackled by golden handcuffs. But now I get to run a flexible, fulfilling business that allows me to make an impact that extends far beyond me. Here, we believe in the power of free-flowing conversations and unfiltered discussions, where every topic is fair game and there are no boundaries and no limits. Join me as we dive into conversations that will equip, entertain, and inspire you throughout your entrepreneurship journey with a dash of humor, lots of curiosity, and a touch of unpredictability. After all, life and marketing is full of surprises. Ready to join me? Grab your coffee or tea, and let's get chatting. Hey there, my friend. Welcome back to On Tangent. Today, Celine and I are diving into a topic that's kind of like a hidden trap for many, I think, especially in corporate America, it feels like. And that topic is golden handcuffs. And it's basically the thing that's holding you back in the job that you currently are in and that you might potentially hate. I will explain what they are exactly in just a minute, but before we do that, get comfortable, grab your drink, put those tennis shoes on if you tend to go walking when you listen, I know I do, and I hope that whatever, wherever you're at in life right now, whether you have your corporate job currently or if you're thinking about leaving or whatever it might be, I hope that you can take away something from this episode today. Now, let's get into what are golden handcuffs and how do you know if you're even wrapped up in them? The shiny perks that keep you stuck in a role that limits your growth currently. So some examples of those shiny perks are, you know, the benefits packages, the stock plan options, those donut Fridays where you don't even... You know, if, even if you don't like donuts, they keep they keep shoving those donuts down your throat. Um, those dang ping pong tables that you don't even use because you're probably even skipping lunch eating at your desk, and the list keeps going on. There are so many perks that they that I feel like, and when I say they, I'm talking about corporate America, but that you know, large companies try to you know, used in order to keep you where you are, even though, you know, you could have potentially outgrown your role a long, long time ago. So basically all the comforts of a job versus where your true potential is at. Celine, have you been in golden handcuffs? Have, um, what has been your experience with that? Um, sort of, kind of. So I've had the blessing and the curse of so far in my career, at least being, primarily in like smaller companies or like small to mid-sized companies so it was never like to the scale where some people like sometimes if you describe corporate america some people think about huge corporations you've got giant teams there are all sorts of events and stuff going on all the time so i had a little bit less of that but definitely i've been in positions where like i can tell that i'm staying just because i need the money right because they're paying me really well for however many years i've been working especially like when I was younger or like newer to marketing like I was just getting my feet wet and stuff like they were paying me what I thought at the time was like so much money and it probably was for someone like with my skill set so yeah that was that has definitely been my experience with them and I think we'll talk about this a little bit more later but like you can definitely tell when you're in a job just because you need a job or you feel like you have to have a job you know what I mean like it's 
I could be doing so much more or this isn't really aligning with what I want to do with my life. But look at all the money they're giving me or the fact that I get a 50% 401k match or whatever it is. Or, the you know, just health benefits in general because doctors in the U.S. are expensive. But that's a different problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel that because I I personally was in corporate America for a very long time. And I definitely felt this to my core. Yeah. <laughs> and there were so many different perks that I felt like were being thrown at me just to keep me where I am. And it doesn't always have to be perks, I guess. It could also be those promises that they make, you know, whatever, whoever is making those promises, maybe upper management or whatever. It could be those promises and the promises of promotions and, you know, we're going to get you that window seat or we're going to get you that promotion. We're going to get you that yeah. raise, whatever yeah. that might be. And it just keeps you in hopes of something bigger and better when in reality it might never come. And and the benefit and like, you know, the monetary benefits are amazing too. Like you said, the 401k might be great, like all of those things. And I'm not saying ditch them tomorrow because at the end <laughs> of the day, you, you know, you have to do what's best for you and what makes sense for your lifestyle. But just think through, and I guess like when we keep talking, you'll, you'll, we'll give you some questions to think through, but think through, could you potentially be making way more money on your own, maybe doing side gigs or consulting or something of that sort that could out, I guess, outnumber those benefits? Like, could you be making more money than what your current company is even offering you that could yeah. like blow the benefits out of the water kind of thing? Yeah, I feel like the other thing about the golden handcuffs is the stability, right? So like when you're in like a bigger job or like a corporation or something like you're in a full-time position, it's easy to kind of get lulled into the familiar environment for one and then just the steadiness of it, right? And it's kind of scary to think like I need to, like even if I were to start branching out and doing something like that's a significant amount of like uptick or like ramp up to get to that point. But I feel like one of the things you have to do when you're evaluating, one, if you're in the golden handcuffs and two, what to do when you think, when you realize, okay, maybe I think I am, like I'm just in this job because it's cushy and I need it. Mm -hmm. Like how comfortable are you with that like on a personal level? So part of it, not just the benefits and outweighing them, but sort of like your own personal values. Like how much is this fulfilling for you? Like, is this a fulfilling job for you? Is this something that you can see yourself doing for however long? And I know for some people, like it's, they're good with it, like, right? Like a job for them is just a job and they find fulfillment elsewhere or maybe they just don't. But yeah, think about, I think we talked about this in another episode where you think about what kind of lights you up, like what keeps you going. If this job's not keeping you going, it's not worth staying long term. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and as you're talking, the um, quote that I'm thinking of is, I think it goes something like, um, comfort is the enemy, enemy of progress or success. So I feel like if you're staying, to your point, if you're staying because you know you're comfortable, but you're doing something you don't enjoy and that you know you could do better somewhere else or on your own somewhere else, then then you got to, you know, rethink that. All right. So how do you know you're in golden handcuffs? What are the signs? So let's go through them. Um, and maybe we can add more as we go. But 
this is what we have so far. So first sign is you're staying stagnant and there's a lack of growth. And the second sign is you dread going into work or if you're working from home, you dread logging into work, and which was very, very true for me. So if you have like, <laughs> if you have the scary sun or what is it called? Sun- Sunday, Sunday scaries. scaries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a huge red flag. I think I think a lot of people don't realize that. And we've normalized Sunday scaries so much. It's like, oh, ha, ha, I have Sunday scaries. But in reality, like if you have Sunday scaries every single Sunday, you're dreading your week ahead because of work, then something is wrong. You got to look at that a little bit deeper. Yeah. Um, something else is dis- you know, you're disconnected from your dreams and your passions and what you want and where you're actually headed are not aligned. I think that's a big one too because a lot of times you think you're in a job that you love and this is this is it for you. But then in reality, like you think about it and you're like, I actually don't enjoy this as much as I thought I would or I always envisioned myself doing something completely different. How did I even get here? So if you're feeling that disconnect from where your dreams and passions, you know, would have taken you, you got to stop and think through that as well. Um, I think another one is choosing comfort over passion. Again, I think we just, again, we talked about this a little bit ago. If you don't love what you're doing, but you're staying because the money is good, and I'm, you know, doing air quote because I've personally said some of those things in the past, because the money is good, the benefits are good, but I get so much PTO, but I have so much freedom to go play ping pong if I want to. When in reality, I definitely did not. I overworked myself because I would spend a little bit of time playing ping pong or whatever it was, but then I would have to make it up. Yeah, exactly. I had to make up for it. So I feel like those are all pretty good signs um, of knowing if you are in golden handcuffs. I don't know if you have anything to add there, Celine. Yeah, no, I think those last two points that we just talked about, especially like the feeling, the disconnect from your dreams and your passions versus kind of like where you are now and sort of the trajectory that your job is offering you. And, you know, if you catch yourself saying things like, well, I need the money. I get it, right? Like we've all been there. All of us need money. That is just the nature of welcome to capitalism, right? (laughs) But if it starts to feel like it's a constant thing, like there is no part of your job that you feel like you enjoy, like really you're only solely motivated by the financial need and the fact that it's a steady job. There's nothing, well, first of all, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you need in your life, sometimes, right, like you can't help it. But if you know deep down, like you're thinking about it, that this is not for you, that you want to do something more, embrace that right like don't ignore that because if you the longer you keep ignoring it the more it's going to come back and the more sort of like insistent that that call is going to be so I seriously like encourage people to think about one do you really enjoy this job like is this something that you can see yourself doing for 50 years is like a long extreme but it's a good way to kind of think about like oh no I I really don't want to spend good chunk of my life doing this right Mm -hmm. and I think even to like take it a step further if you know obviously think about the role but also think about the industry because I a lot of times I feel like just because we went to school for something then we feel like we have to go yeah yeah like you have to stay there but school is very different 
than the real world, <laughs> as we all know, very, very different. So if you did take a job that did align with your whatever you studied in school, but now you realize, oh man, this is not for me. Don't keep sticking it out because of expectations from family or whatever and the benefits and things like that. Because again, as you said, if you know deep down you're capable of something else, of actually pursuing something that you enjoy and, and love, then do that. Because if you end up going after what you actually enjoy, guess what? You're probably going to do that thing, whatever it is, way better than what you, whatever it is that you're doing today. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, and if you're really, if you find that you're passionate about something and you're really good at it, there is so much more potential there. If not like monetarily, which, you know, maybe there is, maybe there isn't, then just feeling like you're accomplishing more with your day, which goes a long way in terms of your satisfaction with life, your quality of life, the the way that you balance like what you do, feeling fulfilled. Like I feel like corporate America doesn't, and for good reason, right? But they don't, talk to people about the benefits of feeling like fulfilled like this is a job that you enjoy like I feel like that is such like an undervalued thing as a person who works like as a worker as an entrepreneur enjoying what you like is so 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 important yeah and I definitely you're right I definitely don't think a lot of it's being brought up a lot or even like just talked about outside of or inside of school I should say yeah no and like depending on your degree like you don't talk about job prospects very often or sometimes like it's stereo like there there are stereotypes or like for example i got my degree my undergrad degree in english literature specifically and any time coming out of college or like when i was a senior people would always ask oh what are you going to do with that are you going to be a teacher that's like such a reductionist <laughs> view of like what an english literature major does but i feel like that's the case for all sorts of things right like, even if you took biosci, doesn't mean you have to be a doctor or go to your, that you're pre-med or anything. There are so many, like, career potentials that having a background in science can give you that sometimes I feel like people don't explore because, oh, it's not related. Yeah, and actually, now that you say that, I was a psychology major. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I every time I would tell someone, they would be like, oh, are you reading my mind? And let me just <laughs> psychology not tell psychic. you <laughs> exactly and let me just tell you if you if you make that joke you're not <laughs> unique everyone and their mom makes that joke when they hear someone is a psych major really it's I've just, never heard that probably because I wasn't a psych yeah. major but that is so funny yeah every time I would say I'm a psychology major they'd be like oh so can you read my mind <laughs> like what are you saying but I've asked my brother point, about that <laughs> Yeah. Wait, so is your brother's a psych he, major? He was, yeah. He graduated oh, cool. last year or the year before, but yeah, he was also a psych major. Oh, cool. We have that in common. But to your point earlier about like doing something different with your degree, everyone will always be like, oh, so then are you, you know, gonna, you know, be a therapist or psych, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. anything that's like therapist related, psychiatrist or whatever it might be. And I had never even, like, I had no desire to do that. I was like, I got enough of my own problems. <laughs> I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can handle, like, helping someone else with their problems in addition to try and figure my own out. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, there's so many different things you can do with whatever it is that you studied. I went into 
a very heavy data and analytics background type of job where I was like, I started coding and like, that is so different than Yeah, that is so far from, yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, psychology is definitely everywhere. Like it still helped me become a better leader. It helped me become, you know, more aware of my surroundings and how to work with my colleagues, like all these different things. So I think it did obviously help a lot at the end. And I can see like a huge impact of it now as a small business owner. Oh, yeah. So it's still definitely helpful. But did I need to have a job and like stick to the job just because I studied it and basically put myself in those golden handcuffs? No, I didn't have to do that. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, my God, I've wasted X number of years of my life in this job of golden handcuffs because I just realized I'm wearing them. It's never too late. First of all, I cannot express that enough. It is never too late to pivot, to do something else, to explore a different opportunity. Like, I feel like once you hit like a certain age, once you're no longer in your 20s, it almost feels like everyone says like, you should have your life figured out or whatever. Here's a secret for you. Nobody has their life figured out. <laughs> Doesn't, yeah. I don't care how old you are. Nobody knows what they're doing. They might say they do. And they're carrying themselves with confidence, which you should. But also, nobody knows what they're doing. So explore that other option. Yeah, definitely. And to that point, we're going to get into some questions right now that you can ask yourself to then, you know, figure out if you are in golden handcuffs and how and if you want to break free from them, basically. But before I get into those questions, a quick disclaimer only you know what's best for you, but you know, ask yourself these questions to dig deeper and understand if you're in the golden handcuffs and if you are even willing to break free. Because to Celine's point, you know, it's not for everyone. You can't just because you are in golden handcuffs doesn't mean you're not happy. It could be that you're perfectly happy being at your corporate job and and at that point I, I wouldn't necessarily call them handcuffs anymore for you if you're truly happy in your job um but that's a quick disclaimer before we get into these so the very first question is what are your long-term goals and vision so maybe take out a journal write down what is it that you want to get done and sometimes people will be like what's your 10-year goal or your 20-year goal, or something like that. And I feel like that's just way too far out to think about. And if you do have a goal that's like 10, 20 years down the line, that's amazing. You know, work with that. But if you don't, kind of like me, maybe start out with, you know, two years from now, three years from now, or even just five years from now. And then what's the vision? Like, where do you want to get to? And just write it out because if you can write it out, it's way less... um, cluttered and you can actually see visually what it is you're trying to go after. Yeah. And I feel like the act of writing something out forces you to really think about it because sometimes if your goal, even if it's only like two years out, three years out, whatever, sometimes it still feels so like long, like it feels like a long time from now or unattainable. Right. But once you like force yourself to write it down, one, you think through it and then you can see, oh, you know what? My goal is actually really simple. There are all these things you might be associating with it, but it's actually not as complicated as you think it is. So I am a big advocate for writing things out and then sticking to them. Yeah, like just writing one kind of forces you to think about it. What actually goes into it? Is this part of my goal or is this just a thought that I have about it? 
and then just it helps with the visualizing too like if you feel lost or whatever and you can see where you wrote that on a piece of paper on a journal whatever if it's on a vision board in your office whatever wherever it is if you can see it like it sort of helps to kind of keep you grounded whenever you start to question things like is this still my goal and sometimes you will want to change your goal maybe something comes up in life or you decide you know what i don't want to focus on my career i want to focus on building a family or expanding this part of my life that's totally fine too yep and that goes hand in hand with the second question which is does your current job align with that goal and that passion that you are identifying through this exercise because if not then you can ask yourself like is it time for me to break free and are you ready for the risk and the rewards for breaking free because I feel like when we consider something like this, you know, leaving your corporate job or whatever, we always think about the risks first, right? We want to protect ourselves. So we're like, oh, but I need, this could happen and that could happen and I need this much, you know, backup and that and this and whatever. Mm -hmm. And we don't really consider the rewards that could also come from whatever the action might be for you. Again, like it could be that you stay or it could be that you leave. Both have risks and rewards. So, you know, outline those and see what works best for you. Yeah. And to that point, one of those things that kind of I've been working through just as a person, but also in my career is, I was talking to my therapist about this, is I, there's always the tendency, like Mida said, to focus on the risks what's going to happen if I don't land a job in six months? I don't have any savings. What's going to happen to this? It's going to happen to this. I won't be able to do this. Just turn the questions around. Ask yourself, well, what happens when it goes right? What happens if I find the job that I really, really want? And then I get to do this thing that I'm so passionate about. What if I can successfully build this business? Because then it opens you up to the benefits, the possibilities, the, the things that can go right. It's so easy, I find, to like focus on the things that can go wrong, especially for someone like me where I want to have a contingency kind of for every eventuality, possibility. I'm one of those people where I just, I need to know what to do. Or at least I need to feel like I've thought about everything that could go wrong. If you're like that, try thinking about what life would be like if everything went right. Because then in I feel like that will kind of light the fire and be like, okay, you know what? Even if this does go wrong, the fact that this thing that I really want is now within my reach is so worth it. At least if you find the thing that you're actually passionate about. I'm glad you're here because I feel like we're balancing each other out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm more like, I know there's a lot of risks. I see them. I'm aware. And I don't really have any, like that many backups, but guess what? I'm going to do it anyway. No, but see, I <laughs> and, love like, that. And I just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wish kind of, I, d I appreciate the balance because sometimes I wish that I was more like that. Like imagine mm -hmm. the things that I would try or do if I were a little less risk averse. But, you know, I also get it. Finances are scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very scary. And that's the thing. It's like, but if you're going to do that, if you're going to go in without a backup plan, you got to be ready to have very difficult days some days. Obviously, success will come like as long as you don't quit and you just keep trying and adapt and do different things. Success will come, but it just might take a while. And are you willing to to basically deal with it every day and just push through and not give up every single day? 
that's right. the that's the thing you got to be okay with if you're gonna just pull a trigger without without um a backup plan yeah like are you ready to be very uncomfortable for a while and I feel like even mm-hmm. if you feel like you are ready or like you have a backup plan being an entrepreneur or starting or pursuing something that you're passionate about but not but isn't necessarily stable it's always going to be uncomfortable because even if I had like a bunch of savings ready that doesn't that does not going to make the journey any easier right so you still have to be okay with taking that risk on and seeing where it goes and being I feel like that's the most important thing is being adaptable because you might have this plan you might think that whatever you're pursuing might be easy to do or grasp or as long as I do xyz I'll land there it's not always going to work out that way and you have to be okay with that it's being uncomfortable it's being comfortable with the unknown yes I love that being comfortable with the unknown I think that's key right there and um, now that you've basically listened to all of these questions that you can ask yourself, if after reflection, either from this episode or, you know, maybe you do this reflection a while from now, if you're thinking of pulling the trigger and just breaking free from your golden handcuffs, here are some break, I'm air quoting this, break free plan um, action steps that you can take. And I think just before I get into these into this action plan just a quick note I guess there are and we kind of alluded to this a little bit ago there's two types of people those who jump in head first without a backup plan and those that have a plan like you know me and Celine were so different and you really really have to decide which one are you and which one are you okay with to you know, continue being throughout this journey. Because if you're not someone who's not willing to take risks, but you're just going to do it anyway, that might be a hard journey for you. Um, So I think just a disclaimer, think about it. Don't do exactly what we're saying just with with closed eyes. Think about it for yourself and then go for it, whatever is best for you. So the action plan, or I guess the break-free plan is first reflect on your situation honestly like really sit down what is your current situation um like do you have savings do you actually start off with are you even in golden handcuffs and do you want to break free and then what is your current situation and reflect on that very honestly can can you do it and then map out your dreams and goals of where do you see yourself in the future? And if it leads, you know, if you're led into thinking, you know, I want to start a business or I just want to do my own thing and do side gigs or consulting or whatever that might be, map that out. Map out those dreams and the goals and how you want to get there. And then calculate the risks versus the rewards. So what are the risks? How much of these risks am I willing to take? And what can I actually afford? And on the flip side, what are the, what are the rewards? And am I ready for you know to receive those rewards? Am I mentally ready for what that success might look like? And last but not least, embrace the journey and the hustle because I feel like without being ready to embrace the journey and the journey is not always so easy peasy lemon squeezy (laughs) and 
like roses and sunshine um without being ready to embrace that type of a journey the hustle will be a lot harder for you and just know that you have a support system um you can lean if it's not a family member or whatever it could be a community online just like this one um so just know that you gotta be able to embrace the journey yeah and to that point that might have just brought up throughout this whole thing it helps to also reach out and get perspectives from people, whether they're doing the thing that you want to do or they've made the uncomfortable decision to leave their corporate job before. It's so valuable to get just like a different perspective because their situation is not going to match yours. But maybe you just want to hear like, what was it for them that really compelled them to take that step? Or maybe, you know, you have friends or whoever that are also thinking about this. Ask them sort of the same so, same kinds of questions. What is stopping them? What is it that's really compelling for them? It's it, And even like if those things don't directly impact your decision, which I don't think they necessarily should, I think the decision definitely needs to come from you and careful and some careful consideration about whether this is right, whether you're ready, etc. It's good to have different perspectives just to see, okay, you know what? And sometimes it's encouraging, right? Like if they can do this, I can do this. Or, I, or like maybe they have lessons for you. They made this mistake. It sort of bit them in the butt because of this. Good to have all of that knowledge and stuff. But if you're also listening to this and thinking, oh, now's not the time. I'm not ready. Dig deeper into that because I'm going to tell you this. Life is a mess all the time. Always. I don't care who it is. There is never a quote unquote good time to take a risk. You know, there's never like a quote unquote good time to there's no right time, I guess. there are. I guess there are good and bad times like, hey, I need to take care of this first. OK, but there's no right time. So if you're waiting for the stars to align, you're going to be waiting for a very long time. Yeah, that is so true. I love that. I love what you just said. I think it's so important to to realize because a lot of people will go through life without fully even acknowledging what you just said, which is is this the right time for me? Can I do it anyway? Kind of mm-hmm. thing. And it's almost like we're, we become kind of numb to it and we're like, oh yeah, I'll do it when it's right. I'll do it when it's right. And it's like mm-hmm. all of a sudden two years have passed, three years have passed. Five years But have the passed. fact that, yeah. right. Yeah. But the fact that you can even stop to ask yourself that, that that level of self-awareness takes a lot of a lot of time to get there I guess is what I'm trying to say no I totally agree and just being aware that is the first step even if now is not a good time because of you know whatever reasons whatever personal reasons obligations responsibilities the fact that you know it's there is the first step in deciding this is either something you take action on or maybe it's not worth it and that's okay too it's like breaking free of the golden handcuffs or escaping corporate America isn't everyone's goal and that is totally okay But I feel like if you are feeling the entrepreneurial urge or you want something more, there's no denying it, right? Like I used to spend, back when I first started, like just working full time, I used to feel that urge, like I need to do something more creative. I need to do something more with whatever. I didn't, maybe I didn't know what that was exactly, but there was always the idea that I need to do something more and then I would always talk it away. I would reason it out of my head, but it's always going to come back because it always did come back for me. And I feel like if it is something that you really, really want, it's always going to come back and you're better off facing it than trying to run away from it. Yes. If I could like, 
like snap right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm snapping. <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful. And I think that's also a very good place to stop and just remind you all Breaking free isn't a one-size-fits-all solution. It's a path that's unique to, to you specifically. So here's to untangling those cuffs, stepping into your power, and chasing your dreams. Thanks for tuning in to On Tangent. If this episode hits home, share it with your fellow dream chasers and leave us a review. It will help us to reach more entrepreneurs just like you future you potentially. (laughs) Until next time, my friend, keep reaching for those stars.